0: Love, talk, radio. Uh, oh, sorry. Aloha and welcome to Talking Pictures with Paul Booth. I'm your host and this is a really exciting episode. Well, I'm excited. This is the mini preview episode number one for the 2018 Newport Beach Film Festival. Uh, I love this festival. This is the eighth year in a row I've had the good fortune to cover, well, we'll be covering it. So, of course, to get right away, thank you to Corey, Todd, PR, all the wonderful volunteers, the team, all that. Uh, I'm going to just preview a few films from the first weekend and Monday, and I'm going to tell a couple of quick stories from my first seven years at Newport. Uh, this festival is very important and special. It was the first film festival I covered. I At the time, I was writing... Uh, DVD reviews for a newspaper in Hawaii, and I happened to just hear about the festival. I had just moved back to California, and I contacted them, and they were kind enough to give me a badge. Now, the great part of that story that made me continue and follow my path, I will will save for the end, but first thing on the preview is going to be Monday, April 30th. This festival goes from Thursday the 26th till Wednesday, May 3rd. And on Monday, April 30th, I'm going to admit I'm a bit biased to this film because it is about uh, the island of Kauai, which I'm from. And right now they're having really bad flooding. So we want to send our aloha to them and safety and peace and good wishes and not to take away from Newport, but we know they would feel the same. Uh, So with that, the first film that I wanna preview is titled Poisoning Paradise. It's an environmental documentary directed by Keely Shay Brosnan. Uh, She's the wife of Pierce Brosnan. Uh, It's gonna be playing also with Aloha Aina Warrior. This will be the 30th at 5 p.m. And it's at the Triangle, which is Triangle Square to those of you that uh, I still don't call it the Triangle. No offense to Newport. Again, anything I say is not the opinions because this film I'm going to get into here uh, makes me very sad. It's it's a film that you need to see that's important. Uh, played the San Diego Film Festival last year and many others. So anything I say in these shows is not the opinions of Newport or any of their sponsors because uh, this first one I'm telling you about, um, it's going to be hard to not have some sadness. Uh, Poisoning Paradise is a journey to the world of native Hawaiians. Oh, and of course it's produced by my friend Terry Tico. Uh, journey to the world of native Hawaiians whose communities are surrounded by experimental test sites for genetically engineered seed corn and pesticides sprayed upwind of their homes, schools, hospitals, and shorelines. For many years, my dad worked at one of the hospitals near one of these main spraying fields, so it's very dangerous, and I I just really hope that he's not going to end up having cancer in five years from now. Um, We hear from scientific experts, healthcare professionals, as they expose the effects of environmental injustice on a local population. These photos were just heartbreaking it it took the blue ocean in Hawaii the ocean's actually blue so I know I'm not insulting Southern California but you're thinking wait the ocean's already green it took a pristine blue ocean that you could see through see the reefs see the rocks and made it brown like chocolate and this has been going on this this fight and activism has been going on um, for years, and there has been some change, but there again, there's never enough. And people forget they, they just don't think that these islands end. They don't go on to the next state and the next state, and there's not thousands of miles. So if you destroy the island, the island is gone. So uh, I encourage people to come see this. It uh, has an inside joke I've been saying, don't tell too many people because I need to get a seat too. Um, also, it's going to be playing with Aloha Aina Warrior, uh, which I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing as um, because this film is friends of my friend. Uh, it's present Aloha Aina Warrior, which Aina means uh, land. And of course, warrior is what everyone thinks warrior means, but in Hawaii, it is very, very, very. Uh, like Japan, it is a it has kind of a different meaning. It's not just like you stuck with it. It means like you look at everything as a warrior, not being condescending, but it has a different kind of thing. And especially if it's attached to the word aina, because it means you you come from the ground of Hawaii. Uh, this is going to present an unflinching look at the reality of chemical testing for GMOs on the west side of Kauai, which this was where my father worked. Uh, Follow professional surfer and undefeated professional mixed martial arts artist, Dustin Barca has he embarks on an epic battle going head to head with the largest chemical corporations in the world in an effort to protect his community and way of life. Uh, Now, in Hawaii, Hawaii, and I'm not saying this doesn't go on anywhere, people love their land, love the ocean. In Hawaii, the land is much Uh, You could exactly compare it to, uh, like, the Native Americans. Everything is drawn from the land and aloha. So this is not just like, oh, uh, we messed up a coastline. We'll go a little bit up from Malibu. This is like the very core of people is the land. And Hawaii is incredibly spiritual. Uh, If you're from there or you tune into it, the aloha spirit makes everything happened i'm not just saying this but uh you know like newport letting me attend their festival uh ha- when they didn't know me and i was a small publication was the aloha spirit i'll tie that in in an even bigger way to the story i tell at the end and so poisoning paradise aloha aina warrior come out um to my knowledge there's going to be A. Q&A. uh there's a couple of uh So I want you guys to uh, come mainly to support the festival again for more information on venues, because they have movies at the triangle, the lot, which is fashion Island. So don't get confused. If you've been in past years, Um, Edward's big Newport. I don't know if it's the big middle one or if it's the smaller screens on the side, but that leads me into the jazz ambassadors. I figured if I'm going to tell you about corporations, shamelessly, Uh, destroying land and people's way of life, but I might as well turn it around with a movie that has Quincy Jones interviewed and discusses something that we all love in some way, jazz, which you can say you don't like jazz, but if you like any music, you like jazz because it's all derivative of jazz. So again, not in a snobby way. I always, I find it hilarious when people say they don't like jazz, but music itself is jazz. Uh, so that's what I love about Newport. They, they have environmental films, sports films, uh, obviously dramas, shorts, documentaries. They're not afraid to have something controversial. Uh, they have films from all over the world. It's, this is a really cool festival, and it will always remain special to me no matter how many festivals I cover, uh, how long uh, we do this, uh, we're coming up on episode 300. Again, this is just show maintenance uh, on May 1st. I will always uh, be uh, hold gratitude to this festival. And I don't say it because I want to kiss anybody's butt. So, okay. The Jazz Ambassadors, the Cold War and civil rights movement collide in this remarkable story of music, diplomacy, and race. In 1955, as the Soviet Union pervasive propaganda about U.S and American racism spread globally, African-American Congressman Adam Clayton Powell convinced President Eisenhower that jazz was the best way to intervene in the Cold War. For the next decade, America's most influential jazz artists: Dizzy Gillespie, uh, Louis Armstrong, Duke Ellington, Benny Goodman, Dave Brubeck. Oh, I got to see Dave Brubeck play live before he passed. What an experience. I will never forget that. Um, along with their racially integrated bands, traveled the globe to perform as cultural ambassadors. But the unrest back home forced them to face a painful moral dilemma, promoting the image of a tolerant America abroad when the country still practiced Jim Crow segregation. I think American hypocrisy is definitely something I'm not going to get into Uh, on a preview for Newport. Um, This documentary reveals how the State Department unwittingly gave the burgeoning civil rights movement a major voice on the world stage. Uh, So this is one that's going to be playing at the Edwards Big Newport Six over by Fashion Island um, on Monday night at 745 to 915. Uh, So again, I've, I've recommended films that are back to back So choose one, because, again, I want to see Jazz Ambassadors also. Um, But Jazz, Aloha, Hawaii, ties this all in to a a story that I'm just going to briefly share that I've never actually told publicly. Uh, Friends know, but I always thought it should be something that you just don't talk about. But I'm going to do it now because I'm so uh, happy that I get to see a Friends film uh, at attend Newport and then potentially see this jazz documentary. Last year, the Paul Butterfield or Harp, or, sorry, Horn from the Heart, the Paul Butterfield story uh, was this awesome music film. They ended up adding a second and third screening. Uh, I knew a few of the musicians in there and it was just awesome. So Newport, whoever programs their music films really knows their bleep. And so first night at Newport uh, I've always just as a filmmaker. I've been to festivals. I'd had multiple films, play multiple fe- festivals. Um, I knew the dynamic of journalists you talk to and don't. And I thought, you know, I'm not a journalist. I've only written DVD reviews. I don't know what I actually am going to be able to offer here, but I-, I know that I know film and I admire filmmakers. So opening night film uh it was called, now it's called The Trouble with Morris. I can't remember what it was called at the time. It was a different title. Michael C. Hall at the Peak of Dexter, Peter Fonda. And I happened to meet, uh, I'll just say one of the high, very high up executives of Newport. And I said, you know, I'm from Hawaii. Peter Fonda uh, famously would always go to my home island and Maui. But my home island a lot in the 70s and throughout his life. And I had many people who would, who knew him. And I said, I would just love to talk with Peter Fonda. And this uh, staff of Newport um, executive uh, walked me up to Peter Fonda. Again, this executive did not know me. So it wasn't like pulling a string or whatever. And introduced me to Peter Fonda and said, hey, this, this, this guy here writes for uh, the newspaper on Kauai. And Peter Fonda just all of a sudden all the walls went down, which again, there it is. Aloha spirit. Uh, Just by hearing that I'm from Kauai told him everything he needed to know. Um, The Aloha spirit would not have brought me a badge at a festival Uh, meeting this executive staff. The minute the red carpet started, or I see myself and I'm sitting there standing in front of Peter Fonda. So we talked about Hawaii and this other journalist started to interrupt him. And he actually said, Excuse me, I'm talking to this guy. And long story short, we hit it off. We were talking about 70s films and cinematographers. And I had seen one of his rare films that he directed right after Easy Writers. And so people really didn't pay attention to it. Um, it. It actually wasn't released for over two decades due to legal stuff. And uh, that's public knowledge. I would never share that if Peter Fonda told me. And I I got to speak with him and... Again, this is just something that I really, again, I'll probably never share again on air. Um, After the film, I went up to him, we were talking, and he said, would you like to go have some beers? And I was thinking, well, of course. Like, I was thinking, no, I don't want to have beers, Mr. Funner. And we were walking out of the theater, and we were just talking, and then all of a sudden, people were following us. And long story short, he just said to me, you know, I feel so bad but they're going to follow us back to where I'm staying. I can't have them knowing where I'm staying. And so I feel really bad, but I have to take back my invite. And I obviously can't tell you my cell number because we're in earshot of too many people. And I just thought it was so nuts because Peter Fonda was inviting me for beers. I, I never regret that it didn't happen, but I just think that it was cool that Kauai brought that. And, uh, you know, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it would have been pretty cool to drink beers with Peter Fonda because we were already talking like we'd known each other for years. It was really interesting. And so, of course, paparazzi and people in the audience were bugging him. Uh, That's just the way of the world. And um, so we parted ways. And he actually thanked me for the conversation. And so I remember thinking, okay, you know what? I I think I'm going to follow this film festival path. I think I'm going to try this out again because of my first time doing it. Peter Fonda was inviting me to hang out. I must have something to say. So with that, get over to www.newportbeachfilmfest.com. All your info on films, uh, obviously synopsis, C's, whatever the word is, and the multiple venues. Um, I just wanted to get out, give this quick preview, tell you guys about a, a film that's sad and one that will bring joy And then let you know, Newport Beach Film Festival, you got to love it. That's all I'm going to say. Again, NewportBeachFilmFest.com. April 26th to May 3rd. Uh, Aloha.